Hello, I'm Luke Hatfield. Welcome to the Baggies Broadcast Season 2, Episode 7. I'm here with Mr. Matt Wilson, a man everyone who listens to this podcast will know very, very well. A man who wasn't at an Albion game over the weekend, of course, due to the international break. He was somewhere else. He was at Hensford Town. Matt, how did you find Hensford? Hensford Town was lovely, yeah. Um, Keys Park. I think it's one of the coldest non-league grounds in the area. <laughs> it's uh, quite exposed up there. Um, and it was a bit chilly. Uh, it was good, yeah. I mean, the game itself, short on quality in the first half. I think we lost four or five balls over the grandstand. Finishing wasn't up to scratch, but uh, second half it came to life a bit. A couple of goals, a couple of dodgy tackles that could have been red cards. Um, nice blood and thunder FA Cup tie. That's um, what you want from a non-league game, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I used to, I used to cover non-league football um, in a previous role, and um, it, it's really nice because uh, the access is, is good. And yeah, people are happy to see you, and uh, yeah, it's it was nice to to uh, go back to that. Uh, for a weekend or two. Um, always enjoy going to non-league games. How does it compare nowadays? I mean, working it? Because I don't think too many people would know the massive amount of difference uh, between covering a game like an Albion one and one like Hensford Town. Well, in terms of covering it as a journalist? Yeah, as a journalist. Well, as a journalist, I journalist. suppose different, there's a few major differences. The first one is... Um, there was no plugs, sockets in the press box, Ooh. so I had to charge my laptop up in the boardroom. Um, there was no press food. We talked about press food the other day. Yeah, no press food, so I went and got um, some chips from the burger van, which is which was nice, decent. Yeah, they were chips. Yeah, yeah, yeah. can't complain. Yeah. Uh, it's hard to mess up. Uh, you know, it is hard to mess up chips. chips yeah, um, and I suppose the other major difference is you know, there's no sort of press room or media facilities so the manager uh, Rob Smith came up to the press box after the game in his in his socks and <laughs> we did an interview uh, just there and then yeah. so yeah it's it's a, you know it's a lot more grassrootsy but um, it's quite nice at times you know you've got not many people are standing on ceremony you know it's you know you don't have to flash a card to get into certain areas and mm. all that sort of stuff so it's uh, yeah I like it spot any gems any Vardy-esque gems out there um, I must admit the, uh, the the defensive midfielder for Hensford, I think it was called Joe Fitzpatrick. It's definitely called Fitzpatrick. I think Joe's his first name. Mm. Uh, really impressed me. Nice little nice player, sort of base midfield. Controlled the game essentially. Um, broke play up, passed it around really nicely. He did tire in the second half um, <laughs> because he didn't look um, the, the 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 fittest person on the pitch yeah (laughs) but he was he was really he was a nice player so uh, yeah I liked him Um, I think someone mentioned to me he might have been on Wolves' books ages ago but I I don't know about that Um, but yeah it was good you're going to drop a line to Darren Moore are you next time you see him no I don't think not quite Albion I mean (laughs) Hensford are Hensford are um, Northern Premier League so that's Mm. two well that's three steps below League 2 all right, okay. I think so bit, bit it's, below, a, it's just below the uh, um, conference. North. Quite a jump, it would be. Quite Mr. a jump. Yeah, quite a jump. <laughs> but no, so international break, no rest for the wicked. Let's talk about Albion. Uh, we've got a hot or not section. So I'm going to go through three hot topics and three not so hot topics. It'd be maybe a bit harsh to say they're not hot topics. But first one, Dwight Gale. He's really been in good form. 
Will the international break have slowed him down, do you reckon, ahead of the Blues game? I don't no, think so. I think he's, he strikes me as one of those players that um, just loves playing football. So tenacious. Um, you know, I know his goals have, have been fantastic, but I just love his work ethic as well. The, the, you know, chasing down, chasing down lost causes to win penalties and stuff like that. I, just, mm. I think he'll be. He's almost like a Sonic the Hedgehog, isn't he? You sort of like yeah. wind him up and let him go, and he's. He, I think he'll be ready and raring to go on Friday night, and I'm looking forward to seeing him play under the lights. You know, TV cameras on. Mm. I'm sure he'll be dying to uh, to impress. Um, you know, on Gale, I did see a few reports, strange reports over the weekend that. Chinese, a few Chinese clubs were were interested in him and sniffing around and willing to offer him two hundred thousand pounds a week or something in China, <laughs> in the Chinese Super League. But just to, um, I suppose, allay any fears out there among mm. the fans, uh, Gale is locked into a season-long loan. He's not going anywhere mm. um, for the season. So Newcastle can't recall him in January and sell him on to to any interested parties. Um, because his swap deal with Rondon is for the season. Yeah. Um, so, but unless that, unless both clubs agree to ending it early, which I can't really see Albion doing, no. um, then he's here for the season. It's a slightly different situation with Harvey Barnes, who, because it's a it's a straight loan rather than a loan swap. He actually can be recalled in January yeah. because majority of season long loans are there are recall options in the January window because the loans now go window to window. Mm-hmm. Um, so Barnes could go back in January as I think he did last season for Barnsley. Um, but if he's getting games at Albion in the number ten role, and you know if Albion are are in the promotion hunt at that stage. Um, and unless there's an injury to you know the likes of James Madison or Damari Gray or one of those players, I you know I would hope that Leicester wouldn't um, wouldn't recall him. But mm. the good news is that Gale is here for the season, regardless of what happens. Yeah, and on Gale, I mean, in terms of a striker, you can't ask for much better in the Championship. How many goals do you predict he's going to score? Um, uh, you've, had, think, you've had a month to see him now. I think he'll get twenty. I, I really do. I think he's got something like thirty-nine out of 60 appearances in the championship so we're talking about almost two and three mm. essentially um, how many games are there 46 Yeah. so he's going to get I think at the level he's going I think he'll get over 20 yeah. um, if they, if he stays fit I, I I think he'll get over 20 for sure because they've they've given him the service and he's thriving you know if he was the penalty taker you know, he'd, he'd have more. Oh, it would be terrifying. Yeah, wouldn't it? I mean, th- I mean, that's the thing. He's, you know, it's not just the fact that he scored three, three goals. He's also set up three. He's, yeah. he's basically put them on the plate for, for for Rodriguez. Now, I know penalties aren't necessarily always that easy. You do have to put them away. And fair yeah. play, fair play to uh, Rodriguez for doing that. But Gale is, 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 yeah, he's fast be- becoming the superstar and of, of this team. Um, you know, I, I would argue alongside Harvey Barnes, Championship Golden Boot. Yeah, probably him and Rodriguez are, are, are up for it. I mean, nobody scored more goals in the championship than, than than Albion. I suppose he might get pipped by a team that play one up front and rely on them to score their goals. Maybe Ollie McBurney at Swansea is yeah. doing really well. He's had a good 2018. Um, you know, potentially Kimar Roof at Leeds. Mm. He's yeah, won the won the player of the month as well. He's st- exactly he started really well. Um so there are there are strikers out there that um are more because obviously with Albion playing two up front, um, there are strikers out there that might be more crucial to their you know, score more a, a bigger percentage of their team's goals. So yeah. he might he might miss out on that on that particular accolade, but I'm sure he'll get plenty of goals this season. Yeah. So Dwight Gale hot, not so hot at the moment. 
poor old Sam Field. Is he? Is he? I think a lot of us thought when we, when Albion did drop into the Championship, thought this is a season for Sam Field. Yeah. This is a breakthrough season. We're going to see him week in, week out. And we, to be honest, at the moment we haven't seen him, have we? No, we've seen him in the Carabao Cup playing at left centre back, which isn't his position. Um, and he did really well in the first game against uh, Luton, but struggled a little bit against Mansfield with the high ball mm. um, put on his head. Um, but you can forgive him that because it's not his position really I mean he's, yeah. he's, a, he's a midfielder a central midfielder um, and every time I've seen him play in central midfield I've been impressed with him I can't think of anything he's done wrong really he got shunted out to left wing by Alan Pardew and didn't look at home because he's not a left winger mm. um, you know I, I think I do feel for Field because he should have gone on loan last season once Krakowiak and Barry came in he didn't should have gone on loan in January he didn't um, arguably should have gone on loan this season if he's not going to play yeah. and he hasn't I can understand why you'd keep him because you need that backup especially when you've got you think about when, Al- when Albin go back now they've got three midweek games coming up yeah. um, so they're going to need their squad they're going to need they're probably going to need Sam Field yeah. but I would love to uh, I, don't, I don't know what the answer is but I'd love to see him getting regular minutes either at Albin or somewhere else because I think he's such a talented player and he's such a he's such an experience, you know. He's got such an experienced head feet on young shoulders, and I just, you know, it's really hard to criticise the team when they're playing when they when they played as well as they did against Stoke. But I'd, you know, I'd love to see I'd love to see Sam develop and, and grow into the player that I think I personally think he can be. I mean, I've I've been championing him since I first saw him. Really, mm. I think he's a really tidy player. I think he's got a, a bright future. But if you don't, it's you know, it's the same. Uh, dilemma that we've got with players like Ruben Loftus Cheek in at Chelsea. If, yeah. you're, if you're not playing games, you, you're not gonna you're not gonna improve. So, yeah, I, I, don't, I don't know what the answer is because you have to win games, and Darren has to put out a team that he thinks is, is is the best at winning games. But I'd love to see Sam play some more. It's hard for him, and and of course for more. Do you think it's going to take? I mean, you wouldn't wish an injury on anyone, but you think it is going to take maybe a you know a Gareth Barry coming down with something or Chris Brunt, someone getting injured, maybe four or five weeks. I mean. And then maybe know, gets know. maybe gets that chance. I don't know though because based on the League Cup matches, you'd, you'd say that Harper is probably ahead of field in Darren Moore's thinking anyway because um, he's been playing central midfield. Yeah. Um, unless he thinks Sam is such, such a you know got such a good head that he can play that he can fill in at left centre back. I, d- I don't know, but I, th- I think at the moment it looks like Harper's maybe moved ahead of him in the pecking order. Mm. So then you so then you look at that midfield and you've got Brunt and Livermore are, are the starters. Yeah, you've got Morrison, Barry, and Harper. So Sam once again is fifth choice, just yeah. like he was last season. And you don't get many games at fifth choice. No, it's it's really tough. Um, like I said, I don't really know what the answer is because you need a squad. Mm. You have to have a squad. And um, I think we saw against Stoke for the first time. We saw that central midfield pair of, of Livermore and Brunt really work quite well. And I think that's what that's how Darren's trying to play with them. Um, Brunt moving the ball forward with precision, with precision, and Livermore being that sort of dynamic box-to-box midfielder that that you know we have seen in patches, and we saw it against Stoke, and we um you know we've seen it more and more under Darren Moore than, than we ever did really under Pardew or Pulis. But um, you know, I don't know what the answer is for Sam. Mm. I really don't. Well, I put a poll out earlier just to get. Uh, West Brom fans' thoughts on on this. Which West Brom youngster will make the most appearances this season? Fifty seven percent still think Sam Field, nine percent Kyle Edwards, thirty four percent Raheem Harper. Would you would you agree with that? I still think Field. Yeah, I still think Field's a, like he's he's almost ahead of them in terms of 
because he's got the experience. He's got more champ. He's got more senior team experience. Um, uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Is he? I mean, you got to remember he did actually play ninety minutes in both league cup matches. Yeah. So he is he is getting eight games here and there. Um, I'm sure he'll play against Crystal Palace um, in a couple of weeks' time. It's just whether he can like break into that league team. Yeah. Back to the hots. Jake Livermore, great performance against Stoke. Even if he did get away with a little bit, if he if if Albion is still in the Premier League, does he does he get an All England call up? Do you reckon for the for the Spain game? No, I don't think so. I think there are other other central midfielders who are emerging um, ahead of him. People players like Loftus Cheek. Mm. Um, even though, Maybe like Lewis you said, Cook. he's not playing. Yeah, I mean, I suppose, yeah, if Livermore wasn't playing in the Premier League, if Livermore was bossing games like he did on Saturday in the Premier League, then yeah, arguably he would be back in the England um, conversation. But um, it's not in the Premier League, you know, mm. it's the Championship. So it is, it is a different kettle of fish and you do have to treat it as such. Um, forgetting about England for a minute, I think Livermore has been one of... One of, if not arguably, the most consistent player under Darren Moore during since he took over as caretaker. Yeah, vastly improved last uh, last season towards the end of the campaign. He was nominated for Player of the Month, and he's okay. He didn't start the season incredibly strong, but he's grown into it. And on Saturday, I think we saw the culmination of that. Um, now that he's up to speed, and yeah, he he looks. Oh, well, a fantastic player at this level. Mm. So, and you'd think the Blues game would be. I mean, it's a derby game, so you expect it to be a little bit more rough and tumble than your regular game. It suits him down to the ground, doesn't it? Because he's a he's a big bloke. He Jay can rough it. it. That's the thing. He he can rough it. He always he's never really had that problem. I think the the issue that I always had with him was that he wasn't that quick, um, and like, nippy midfielders could drift past him quite easily. But. Mm. Um, and his passing was. He, he, I don't know. He he he's whenever he got to sort of the final third he couldn't really find that killer ball in the Premier League but mm. he seems to be able to do that now I mean the two balls he played against Stoke the one in behind for Harvey Barnes was brilliant and the one to Dwight Gale was brilliant um, so then maybe there's an argument that he needs decent players making making decent runs mm. because you know maybe there weren't as many options for him in the Premier League but you know when you had Rondon up front but um I, you know, and, and then there are fewer gaps as well. The defence is meaner. but yeah. um, no, I think he's been been vastly improved under Darren Moore. He, he more obviously knows how to get the best out of him, um, and it's only good news for Albion. Yep. Back to the not so hots. Claudio Jakob signed for Nottingham Forest, one which I think Albion fans have, have grown to love. Jakob, not because of his technical ability, but because of the way he always played with his heart on his sleeve and was always willing to try his hardest. It's surprising. To, I don't know. It was a surprise to me to see Albion release him. Me too. I would say I, I, I felt at the start of the summer and I probably still do feel now that Jakob could have offered something in the championship. Yeah. I think um, I wrote a piece about this in Saturday's paper. I don't think he necessarily fits into the new style of play that Darren Moore was playing. Um, he He's great off the ball. Yeah. Great out of possession can break up play superbly his passing abilities never really convinced me um, particularly going forward I mean he's okay at five yard pass 
Mm-hmm. Um, but he, you know, I, I don't think I've ever seen him play the pass that Livermore played to Gale. Yeah, uh, I, I can't remember seeing that. I don't think he's got that in his locker. Um, I also think Brunt is a best better passer of the ball than him, and I think um, Brunt is better at move, shuttling the ball forward. And I think that's where where Darren is trying to take that team. Um, I don't think passing out from the back would necessarily suit Jakob. That being said, I do sort of think that there there could be a space in the squad for him because when your back's against the wall, mm. um, the opposition are on top. Who better than to bring off the bench than Jakob to just break up play, calm it all down. Um, I say calm it all down. I mean he's quite ferocious, but what I mean that in that sense is is alleviate some pressure by. Um, stopping the opposition mm. I think that would have been quite useful to have in the squad I really do and he's only 31, 32 I think. Yeah, so yeah, he's, he's got plenty of time left um, we'll see how he gets on at Forest that'll be an interesting uh, barometer of, of whether Albion should have kept him or not but you know at the moment they've got what they've got they've got some exciting talented players come, coming through like like Samfield yeah. so you know maybe it was the right decision um, we wait and see um, I always liked Jakob Jakob's um, endeavour and you know I don't think it's necessarily a coincidence that once he was left out of the team Albion became easier to beat yeah. last season uh, and the same could be said for Gareth McCauley in many ways um, but whether he whether either of those two would have fitted into the new style of play I'm not convinced yeah McCauley of course going to Rangers as well a fair bit older of course Jakob you know 31, 32 still a couple of years left in the tank Macaulay you think this is this is his final probably his final move definitely you know yeah, unless he wants to play into his 40s um, is, it, is it a shame to see him go or is it one where it's almost pretty much the right time I think McCaul there's two ways of looking at it I mean we've seen John Terry drop down from the Premier mm. League to, to the Championship and, and play really well for Aston Villa and he was crucial for them last season and it looked like Terry's legs had gone in, in the Premier League yeah. so it is possible but last season I thought McCauley as fantastic a servant as he's been as brilliant defensively as he is mm-hmm. and, he, and he is a fantastic defender great defender I did think that his legs had started to go that he was too slow he was never he was never like rapid ever really but I, I, I did think that it was coming towards the end and I could I understood why he went because he's yeah. 39 in December so I'm not sure whether he would be able to um, and I'm also not sure whether he would be able to pass it out from the back in the way that, that Albin are asking Higazi uh, Bartley and Dawson to I don't yeah. think he's necessarily got that that ability Um so, yeah, that that one I could understand more than the Jakob one, personally. Mm-hmm. Everyone will have their own opinions on those. You're dealing in a hypothetical situation in many ways. You're talking about uh, you know, an, an, an alternative universe where they are kept on and would they have helped. It's impossible, really, to predict. Yeah. But um, I, I thought McCauley was the right time, although he has been a fantastic defender for many years. And we'll go down as you know one of the heroes of that long stay in the Premier League. Um, but yeah, I thought it was the I thought it was the right time. I'd be tempted to agree personally. Last hot Albion style of play. They've really grown into this new system, which Moore and his coaching team have implemented, and it really is paying dividends now, isn't it? Yeah, and I think almost just as importantly, 
is that it's a breath of fresh air for Albion fans who have bit long been subject to a different style of football, um, and uh, a lot a lot of them were unhappy with it. Yeah, and um, I think you just have to look at the attendances. I mean, some people were 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 fine with it. You know, let's not pretend that Tony Pulis didn't do some good things for the club. Um, you know, it'd be unfair, I think, to paint him as a as a pantomime villain, really. Um, but we should also not ignore the fact that attendances were falling. There was a lot of um, unhappiness around the Hawthorns about the style of football. People were um, questioning the meaning of existence yeah. <laughs> in many ways. You know, what what's the point in just staying up every year yeah. if if you're not enjoying yourself? And Darren's been a breath of fresh air ever since. Really, he became caretaker. I mean, he he. He's navig- he couldn't have really navigated it much better because he he came back in he came in towards the end of last season got Albion back to what they were good at under Pulis yeah. made them hard to beat they nicked a few 1-0 wins um, restored that feeling at the club that it, it does matter that fans do matter connected back with the supporters and then this season when everyone was wondering what sort of manager is he going to be? What's his approach? Is he going to be more of the same? He's gone a completely different direction mm. to what I think many people were expecting. And it's been joyful in many ways to watch. Okay. It leaves, it sometimes leaves your heart in your throat because you're watching Higazi trying to do step overs at the back. But, you know, I sometimes think you know football is essentially entertainment and glory and about connecting with your club and Darren Moore's offering pretty much all of those at the moment. So um yeah, long may it continue. I've been really impressed with him so far and um hopefully championship top scorers they'll just continue to to, to give us lots of joy. On match days. Yeah, can't argue with uh, the entertainment on offer. Final knot, we did touch on it earlier. Barnes's recall option, as you said, he's been brought. Le- Leicester, you know, they've done it before. They've brought people back in January. For his development, do you think it's best that he stays at Albion for the entire season? Yeah, I do. But we're, you know, we're, in, we're at the start of September and we're talking about January. It's really hard to predict. I mean, like I said earlier, Leicester getting injured to James Madison. Then they then they might recall him. Yeah. If he's and if he if they think our oh, Barnes is flying in in the uh, in the championship, he's ready ready to step up now. They might recall him. Yeah. But also they might not. It's just one of those things that um, we'll have to wait and see. Um, hopefully for Albion's sake they don't because yeah. he's been fantastic. And I, I I met him last week as well. We interviewed him. He seems like a very um, grounded young man. His dad um, Paul Barnes. Used to play, was a striker mm-hmm. in the uh, almost a journeyman striker in many ways. Played a lot of um, football league clubs, including Birmingham City for a while. Um, and I think that's that's helped him. I mean, I asked um, Barnes about his sort of fledgling career because there's a saying at Albion that you haven't made it until you've played 50 games for the mm. senior side. Um, as in, you're basically telling the, the youngsters not to get too ahead of themselves. But after making their debuts, and you know, don't go out and buy flash cars and all that sort of stuff. Yeah. It doesn't always work, but that's the saying at Albion in the, amongst the academy staff. And I put that to to Barnes, who I think I don't think he's made 50 senior appearances yet. 
And he said, well, my dad would say 500. Yeah. So that's the sort of character he is. He's got that sort of, I want to be, he, he, he wants his career to be a long one. Mm. Um, and he seems very grounded, um, confident, but no, there's no hint of ego there. I didn't, I, I couldn't see any ego. Very nice chap, very, you know, very smiley um, and just seems like a good egg. Yeah. Um, so I think he'll go far. I really do. I think he's. A, I think he's got all the attributes, you know, mental and physical, to to and all the talent to go far. Um, and hopefully we just have him for the season and see see what happens. Um, just enjoy enjoy him whilst he's here because he is he is in many ways the same as Gale. Very fun to watch. Yeah. And we put our poll earlier asking who's been the standout signing of the summer for West Brom. 80% said Harvey Barnes. Only 20% Dwight Gale. Really? Yeah. I'm surprised by that. And Carl Bartley and Sam Johnson didn't even get a look in. 0%. I'm surprised. So, well, I'm surprised by that. Um, I am surprised by that. I, th- I, still think, I still think Johnston's a good signing. I really do. Oh, yeah. He's an absolutely quality goalkeeper. I think, I think, I think that's a good signing. I think... Um, he is coming good and he will come good and I think we saw that against Norwich and um, I even think Bartley I don't I, you know he, he, he's I do think he deserves a bit of time to get in get into it because he was injured for a lot of last season so although he 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 did really well at Leeds two years ago but he didn't really have much football last season so yeah a few games now I think we're starting to see a bit I thought he was better against Stoke. I think Bartley could be become a, a good player as well. You know, Darren Moore has a lot of faith in him and, and, and said, no, no, stick with him. He's, he's a good player. So, yeah, we'll wait and see. But um, I'm surprised that Gale didn't get as many votes as Barnes. Um, Barnes is, is, is a good player. <laughs> a quality footballer. Absolutely superb. All right, behind the scenes, we've seen some moves. We've seen some moves, Matt. First of all, we'll talk about Mr. Luke Dowling. Being eyed up as technical director, Albion do need to get this sorted out, don't they? They do. I mean, they don't need to do it straight away, but they do yeah. need to get it sorted out. I mean, you know, as long as he's in place, I would argue, as long as he's in place before the start of December, so you've got a month to, to, to put together your January plans. Yeah. I don't think there's any rush. I think you've got a couple of months, three months to, to make sure you get the right man. But yeah, Luke Dowling from Nottingham Forest is, is on their radar. They've made contact. Um, we wait and see whether Forrest are happy to let him go or not. We we don't even know. You know, we'll wait and see whether Luke wants to come. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, he is someone that they they've uh, they've 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 approached and made and made known their um, their interest in. Um, he was at Watford. He's got an interesting background actually. He mm-hmm. he was I think he was in Spurs. He was in the Tottenham Academy. Uh, played for a couple of other clubs. Down further down the leagues, and then had a career-ending injury at 28. Started scouting part-time for AFC Wimbledon. Uh, then did scouting for a number of other clubs, including Pompey and Leeds. And then got offered the technical director role at Watford in 2014. Um, held that role for about three years. Uh, helped bring the likes of Dakure and Kapue to uh, to Albion. Mm. Uh, to Albion, sorry, to Watford. Yeah. So an interesting. You know, those are two. Good players, aren't yeah, they? Yeah, yeah, decor especially. Um, so that's that's quite interesting. Um, you know, Darren has been primarily searching for for British based players and British players. Um, but I wonder if if they go down this route with Luke Dowling, whether they would look to try and extend the net a bit further um, into Europe in the, in in the future. 
um, based on those purchases he did for Watford mm. um, and then after that he, he left Watford and joined Forest only in January this year mm. um, so he's not been around long he's not been at Forest for long no but I think the Forest then got taken over didn't they in May yeah. uh, and now they, they are going almost trying to replicate the Wolves model and, and, and have heavy links with Mendes so I do wonder if he's been sidelined by that um, although uh, I've not had that from anybody I, I, and I think people at Forest are, are at pains to, to say that's not the case but mm. um, yeah an interesting one we'll wait and see though I mean it might not, might not necessarily be him I think Mark Jenkins has got a couple of um, of contenders in mind but uh, he's certainly one of them yeah um, another man officially confirmed as the second assistant now Wayne Jacobs good move yeah, I mean, he's been—he's essentially been at the club uh, since Darren Moore was made caretaker. Old friend of Darren's, I believe. He was one of the one of the men who one of the people who sort of helped Darren rediscover his Christian faith mm. uh, when he was at uh, they were at Bradford together. Um, he's essentially a trusted advisor. Um, yeah, he doesn't do as much sort of day to day coaching as so say Graham Jones would. Mm-hmm. He sits back. Um, Gives him an extra pair of eyes, gives him a few pointers. Um, you know, in the summer he was he is he was the the man who who was sat sat by Darren Moore on all the planes, buses, wherever they were travelling. He yeah. know, they he is his trusted advisor. Obviously now he's got Graham Jones there as well, who is is also his number two. Um, but I think the fact that Wayne Jacobs is assistant head coach rather than first team coach mm. shows the level of influence that he has at games. He's the one that sits up in the stands, has a bird's eye view, and, you know, delivers his verdict at half time and full time to to, to to Darren to help him, um, you know, fix any problems that he thinks are there. Yeah, uh, you mentioned Jones as well. Well worth listening to a bonus episode of the podcast we put out last week uh, on Friday. Uh, great little interview with Graham Jones there. Um, selected points from a discussion he had with the media so if you haven't listened in yet make sure you click back through uh, through some of our episodes and get a listen um, it's great great insight there Mark Jenkins you did touch on as well um, flew out for talks with Grouch Online um, any details on what he would have been discussing well technical director was high on the agenda mm. and so I'm sure they were probably speaking about Mr Dowling and maybe a couple of other candidates yep. but they were also just having a, um, a pre-see of the summer an overview of what happened, transfer, you know, once the transfer window shut or the loan window shut was essentially, it was essentially the same thing. Mm-hmm. Um, he flew out after the Stoke game. Um, and I think it's just a, you know, a continuation of Grouch on Live following the disaster that was last season wants to have a bit more um, interaction with the board. Yeah. So just to make sure that his, his investment doesn't go any more worse <laughs> than yeah. it already has. So, um, yeah, I think Jenkins is, was out there last week and uh, we'll be back uh, I think he's already back actually Yeah, can we expect a statement from him anytime soon it was something that was asked of us last week but is there any more movement on that is it, um, what, is it one of just waiting and seeing I'm hoping to speak to him this week fingers crossed right there was a story which came out last week where's Houlihan and Russell Martin potential incomings do you reckon they'd be good at Albion so they're both of them were on trial uh, last week Thursday and Friday um, the players have had a, a rare weekend off um, and they're back in training on Tuesday so uh, we'll wait and see whether either of them have been called back for further training 
I think Houlihan is the one that they're looking at primarily. Yeah, rather, I, rather seems... than Russell Martin. I, I mean, I know Martin's only thirty-two, but um, there hasn't been too much interest in him from Championship clubs. It's mainly been League One. Mm. Uh, I think that might be his level now. Um, Houlihan, on the other hand, thirty-six, uh, which you know is getting on a bit, but he's as a, as a backup number ten for uh, Barnes. I wouldn't be adverse to that, to be honest. I know, no. you know, I know you want to see younger players, you want to bring the age down, but when you've got a twenty-year-old as, as number ten, you know, that's he is going to be susceptible to form dips in form and whatever. Yeah. And having Hulahan off the bench to come on for Barnes, that might not be the, that might not be a bad thing. You know, he's a very experienced campaigner, um, so we wait and see whether whether Darren decides to take him on. Probably be a short-term contract, if anything. Um, Either till January or until the end of the season, and when you've when you've got that uncertainty around Barnes potentially being recalled in January, he could, he could end up being quite crucial. Mm. Um, you know, I know Morrison can play number ten as well; that's another option. But Houlihan is an out and out number ten, and they they have gone with this system. So, um, yeah, I, I we wait and see whether they decide to pick him up. But I think he's the one they're looking at more than Martin, to be fair. Yeah, well loved at Norwich as well. A lot of a lot of. Uh... Fans were probably a little bit sad to see him go. I think they were, yeah. Um, right, let's run through the rest of these polls that we put together, Matt, and uh, get your gauge on them. The first poll that I asked, would you take the playoffs now if given the chance? 82% of fans said yes. 18% thought they could get the automatic places. I would agree with them. I think playoffs, I would, I've said before, if you get in the playoffs, you're giving yourself a chance, haven't you? Mm. It's, hard to, it's hard to go up automatically. It's really hard. Two out of 24 very difficult do you reckon Albion could do it though yeah of course they can they've got a strong squad they're playing some nice football of course they can go up automatically but I don't th- I think playoffs has got to be the aim as mm. in top six is the aim if you can go up automatic great yeah followed on that poll with where do you think West Brom will finish this season and 71% did say the playoffs 17% mid-table 13 automatics 0% in the relegation zone which is completely fair were Albion right to sell Nasser Chudley to Monaco? 76, 76% yes. I'd agree with that. I yeah. mean, but that, as I said, even though they have, they, they couldn't reinvest that money or didn't reinvest it in the summer transfer window, there's no point having him on your wage bill taking home £40,000 a week if he's not going to play. Just get rid of him, get shot of him. He's, his heart wasn't in the Albion. Mm. Were Albion right to release Gareth McCauley, Claudio Jakob? 70% said yes, 30% no. That's interesting. I thought, it might be hard. I thought it might be different. I was I was expecting almost a mixed, almost a 50-50 yeah. there, to be completely honest with you. This this one was a bit of a landslide. Do you think West Brom got the better part of the deal to send Rondon to Newcastle and Gale to the Hawthorns? 97% said yes. I'd agree with that. <laughs> Simple enough. And finally, this is an interesting one. Are West Brom ready to head back into the Premier League and survive. Right, okay. If they do. 40% said yes. 60% don't think Albion are ready to go up and survive. I can understand that because um, some of their key players are loanees that will, won't necessarily be here next season. If they go up, they'll have to do some major surgery in the summer. Yeah, I'd agree with you there. I think it's one of them when you've seen the teams that have gone into Premier League this year. I mean, Cardiff didn't spend nearly as much as Fulham and Wolves, but those that's, that's the sort of money you've got to spend, I think, nowadays. Well, Fulham spent £100 million, which is bizarre, balmy, but they're probably going to stay up, so I don't know. 
Well, we wait and see. It was a long way. I mean, I don't, let's let's concentrate on trying to get up first. Yeah, I mean, it's um it's a big ask anyway, and there's a long a long long way to go. Right, let's get on to some questions, Matt. I'm going to uh, quickly track down these questions. I've currently lost them, but it's fine. I will track them down. We've had a fair few come in, as always. Peter Osborne, if Barnes gets called in January, would Burke be able to play his role behind the strikers? No. You can't see it? I think Burke is... I see Burke as a as a, as a off-the-last-shoulder striker, um, almost in the Gale mould. Where he uses his pace to um, to get in behind defenses. I don't think he's the player that picks the lock. I think I don't think he's a number ten. I think he's a I think he's a, a last man striker. Mm. Bobby Rob Hancock's too on Twitter. Anything on Bakary Sacco? Uh, oh, I did see this. Yeah, <laughs> no, I, not as far. Nothing. I'm um, as far as I'm aware. Um, would you take Bakary Sacco? Is, is he former Wolves? Is he good enough? I don't know, but no. um, he no, not not. It's not a name that uh, rang true with anyone I, I I asked about. All right, Clint McCormick. He asks with games on the fourteenth, eighteenth, twenty second, twenty fifth, and twenty ninth. Would you rotate to keep the cup team stronger than it has been, or keep with the same team and not take the cup as seriously? I think you should keep the keep the same team in the cup because they've got you there and you know obviously it depends on each particular player's fatigue levels but the league is the most important thing this season I know mm. you know I, I've I've long been an advocate of, of taking the cup seriously but this season the league is priority yeah and those youngsters need games you know as I said earlier the likes of Sam Field and co they need games so what better challenge to give them the Carabao Cup if they go as far as you can lads and play as many games as you can I would I would keep it the same mm. Charlie Swift should we keep Gale if we go up and small by name follows that up I think it's more like can we keep Gale if we go up uh, based on the you know a handful of games yeah he looks like a great striker I don't, I, you know I don't, I don't as I've said before I don't understand why he's not getting more games for Newcastle how much do you reckon he's going to cost is there is there, is there, is there even an option in terms of the value if if if, if things work out and Albion say to Newcastle, all right, we'll want to buy him? Well, you're talking about something that's ten months away. Um, okay, say say the transfer window open tomorrow, hypothetically. Right. The window opens tomorrow. How much do you have to pay to bring Gale in permanently? It depends if they want to keep Rondon. This is the thing. I mean, you can't. <laughs> you've got no idea. <laughs> depends if the, look ten months time, Albion say Albion go up. Um, and they want to keep Gale. Yeah, they that that might appeal to Gale because oh, I'm loved down here. I'm getting games down here. This is brilliant. Yeah, I will. I will move. Um, but would he move if Albion don't go up? Probably not. Mm. Um, so first of all, we have to go up. Second of all, you have to give Newcastle as much what they want. Which do they want to keep Rondon? Could you strike a deal there? Um, if they don't want to keep Rondon, what then happens? Can you afford to buy Gale and sell Rondon on to someone else? There are so many variables at play. We've got no idea what either club are going to be doing next uh, summer. You know, Newcastle could go down. Yeah, you never know. So it's it, it there. 
it's impossible to predict. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's just impossible. Do you reckon... I mean, if if Albion do go up and say Newcastle don't like like Rondon, they don't want to keep him. Do you reckon he could be reintroduced back at Albion? Yes. Do you reckon he'd do a job as well? Do you reckon he'd suit this system? Mm, no. No. But again, you're talking about ten months down the line. I am. Could be a different manager. Could be a different system. Could be different. You know. Shall we save this question for nine months' time? Yeah. <laughs> Let's do that. All right. Um, La Sophia outlines asked, um, "Are we likely to sign Wes Hulahan? We've already answered that one, Sophia. So hopefully, um, we've uh, we've sorted that one for you. Should we talk about Blues? Yep. Let's do it. Let's do it. The first derby of the season. Nothing quite like a derby, is there? Yeah, it's a weird one. Is this? I mean, I don't know how Albion fans feel about this because maybe having been in the Premier League and starved of derbies for the last two seasons. Is that right? Two seasons? Yeah. When did Villa go down? Was yeah, 20, 2015 season, was it? Was it? Okay. So, two years or three years or whatever. There will be a clamour for this game because, and there is, because they've sold 3,000 tickets and they, I think they sold an extra batch this, this morning in the space mm. of two minutes. So there is a clamour for this game, even though it's on TV. Um, but in my mind, this is probably the not the weakest, but the most. Is it the lesser of the derbies? In your well, opinion? I think in the in the whole West Midlands, yeah, because or out of the four teams, because you've got obviously Albion Wolves is massive, Albion Villa is massive. Um, I would say Wolves Blues is big. Wolves Villa is a bit spicy last year yeah last year I think it's because they were both competing in the championship there was a fair, fair, fair bit of chatter on social media of course I think oh, Villa yeah. Villa Blues is a massive Villa one Blues as well. is obviously huge so for me this is almost the I mean I'm, unless I'm missing something but it's almost like the what's the word I'm looking for the the, le- the least hostile of all the of all the games in in, in among, the, among those four teams mm. that being said you know, it is there is still a little bit of uh, spice involved. I would I would argue because of the close proximity to each other and yeah, Albion fans will know Blues fans. I know Blues fans. Yeah, I went out um, drinking on Saturday night, first time in, in over a month. Oh yeah, with a with a Blues fan. Well, somebody actually works at Birmingham City, and uh, we we. Uh, Saw Paul Robinson. Oh, really? Yeah, Paul Robinson. He drove past and he recognised my pal because he works with him. Yeah. And uh, stopped the car and said hello. Oh, how I was tried he? To, I, he was good. I tried to get him to come in to, for a drink, but he was having none of it. Oh, right. Which is a bit of a shame. But there yeah. we go. No, well, you could have got an exclusive there, Matt. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Coming, coming back, in, coming back to the, play. He's on the, he's, I think he's an under-23s coach now, is he? At Blues. Yeah, something like that. One of the last three against Blues, of course, it's not been the most regular fixture. Do you reckon they can do it again? Blues, are, Blues. I mean, Blues are in a little bit of a mess in terms of um, things going on behind the scenes, and even in the table, they're not. You know, it's an embryonic table, so to speak. But um, their problem is they can't score goals. They they seem to, the games I've seen them, they played quite well, uh, particularly against Swansea, which I think was on TV. Yeah. Um, they just can't put the ball in the net. Um, Yotta seems to be their most threatening player. Hmm. Um, but they have, I don't think they've won a game yet um, in the league, certainly. And, yeah, they just struggle to score. So I think Albion will be favourites. 
I do, even though it's at St Andrews. Um, I think the Baggins will be favourites and I think they should win. But you never know because it is Friday night under the lights, bit of extra spice. Mm. Blues desperately need a home win. And sometimes that off-field shenanigans, I say shenanigans where it sounds like they're in deep trouble, but that off-field stuff does galvanise the players sometimes or sometimes it can go the other way and they just think, who are we being run by? What is going on? And things fall apart on the pitch. So we wait to see what, what sort of what sort of performance Blues put in. Um, you know, obviously that they are under threat of a twelve point deduction because of having having a sh- appeared to break FFP rules. It's um, worrying. That is very worrying. Yeah, it's worrying for them. Certainly, it's worrying for Birmingham City. It really is. Um, so we, we wait and see how they get on. But I think Albion will be favourites because they're just a club in a healthier place in a better place at the moment and. Um, obviously they've won five out of, out of the last six they're also on form mm. hopefully we see a good game yeah um, I haven't spoken to Darren Moore yet but fitness everyone seems to be back up there back playing should be yeah so Matt Phillips and Oliver Burke both withdrew from international duty with uh, minor, minor knocks really mm. um, precaution you would say um, James Morrison I had a knock, well, a, a sort of a groin twinge as well last week or maybe two weeks ago. But they are all expected to be fit and available for Friday. Um, at the moment, Alvin are, are expecting a clean bill of health, but obviously uh, that can change. We'll know, probably know more later in the week because, as I said earlier, they're not training today, they're training tomorrow. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, we'll take it from there. It's good news though so far. Let's move on to our competition, Matt. We run the competition over the over the international break. We actually narrowed it down to two teams afterwards. You know, yeah. we 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 decided to move on from the Brazil. It's an international friendly. We just went for the uh, for the Nations League games. Uh, and Harry Kane didn't score. I know, but Mbappe did. Mbappe didn't. did. Yeah, I mean, so Kane's let us down again. Can't believe I'm it. We should have squared it to Sterling, to be honest. Oh, I, d- I missed that. No, no, I was on about the Croatia game. That's funny uh. that. <laughs> But let's forget that. Let's forget about that. Oh, don't remind me. Yeah, I mean, we don't need to remember that. I mean, what could have been? But we're going to run another competition, as we always do. Matt, we're going to go. We're going to pick three games. Any time goal scorers. We'll try and keep it with the three games this time. But um, the first one, of course, will be Albion Blues. Do you have an any time goal scorer for me? I'm going to go with that old favourite, Dwight Gale. Dwight Gale, safe bet there. Safe bet, I think. Uh, the next game, Blackburn Rovers versus Aston Villa. 5.30 kickoff on the Saturday. Ooh, Blackburn are doing all right at the moment. They are, they're doing okay. And Villa are not. They, I mean, before the international break, I probably had one of the saddest moments of my footballing journalistic career when I was sat at the Hawthorns and it was 3-0 at half-time. And um, they announced a score on the big screen at the Hawthorns. Yep. And um, everyone cheered. Everyone cheered, and there were some some chants which I can't repeat on this podcast being batted around, which uh, did hurt my feelings a little bit. It's okay. I, I wouldn't worry too much. Mate. I got over. I mean, I'm over it now. But yeah, Villa, Villa, not not the best form. So who who's scoring break. the goals for Blackburn at the moment? I don't even know. Bradley Dax. Bradley Dax. He's not been playing. Though, I don't think. No. I think he's been. I think he's been injured. I don't think he's been. Who's their striker? I don't know their striker is. Um, well, I mean, you could pick a Villa striker. <laughs> yeah, I could, but they're not playing very well, are they? That's the, that's the issue. All right, let's have a look. Let's have a look. Codger's, Codger's on form, isn't he, for Villa? Um, who's been scoring? Let's just put Blackburn top goal scorers in. Yeah, let's have a look. Let's have a look. Let's have a look. Blackburn Rovers 
top goal scorers. We'll have a look. No, because Charlie Mulgrew. Oh yeah, go on. I like. I is like Charlie Mulgrew. Is he there? Oh, Dax also scored four goals this season. Then maybe he is playing. Come on, mate. Give me, give me a pick. Give me a pick. We'll go. Any, this is any time. We'll soon, go for mate. Mulgrew. Mulgrew. Pew pew. Charlie Mulgrew. Yes. There we go. And the last game, Millwall versus Leeds. Millwall versus Leeds. Leeds, of course, been one of the early pace setters. Yeah, I'll go for Kimar Roof. I think he'll probably score. Safe again, safe again. See, we're giving people a great opportunity here. So make sure you follow the podcast on Twitter. That's at Albion Polly and retweet any of the, the uh, tweets we put out regarding this podcast and you'll get a free, uh, you'll get an entry. you get an entry. And you could win an Albion shirt of your choice with a name and number on the back. Uh, just the one, not the three, and it's not Nathan Judah doing this here. Uh, let's finish with predictions. Matt, Albion versus Blues, give me a score prediction. 1-3. One, 1-3. One, I'm going to go Albion 2, Blues 0. Cool. There we go. So we're both going for wins. Yep. Go both going for wins. I think I think Blues are in a bit of dire straits at the moment. I think that, I think the stuff behind the scenes might, might affect them negatively, mm. to be honest. I don't think it's going to work in their favour. But I won't be there on Friday. You're with Nathan Judah. Oh, great. <laughs> Poor Nathan. He's going to listen to this. And he's, he's, going, to, he's, going, to be, uh, he's going to be knocked back by that comment. But no. Um, he won't mind. He's got thick skin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He'll, he'll, be, he'll be all right. He'll be okay. I mean, he gets plenty of abuse for everyone. I think he'll be fine. Does he? Yeah. Looking forward to it Friday. I am, actually. Good to get back to the, the games. And then we've got flipping loads of games in very short period of time so enjoyable the games are the best bit yeah best bit. Can't, can't beat the games can you alright that, that, that about wraps it up Matt unless you've got anything else to say no uh, just a, another request if you are listening and you do like it please rate and review it on iTunes if you're listening on iTunes or if you're listening on anything else give us a star rating if you can and, and just a little five stars only please well if you you know if you think we can improve I don't mind a four stars that's fine <laughs> but yeah, if you could, that would help us. So um, that'd be much appreciated. We, you know, we bring this to you for free. So hopefully, you can we can get a bit of a, a rate and review out of you. Yeah, only takes a minute, guys. Only takes a minute. But no, we appreciate it. So Matt, thanks for, for joining me today on a, on a on a Monday morning. Yep. And thank you for everyone for listening. <laughs>